It's BJ from Chew On This and Nerds United Podcast, and I wanted to take a minute to thank our listeners and tell you about an opportunity on how you could be a part of the Chew Crew. So Chew On This has now joined Patreon, where loyal listeners like yourselves can go and pledge donations to help fund our podcast. You can pledge as little as a dollar a month, and we will give you a well-deserved shout-out. Higher pledges will bring you exclusive content and other rewards. We really appreciate you, our listeners, and your continued support for Chew on this. We want to bring you high-quality podcasts, and Patreon and your continued support will help us succeed in that. So please visit Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com forward slash Chew on This Podcast. You can visit that site for more details and become our patron today. And now enjoy another episode of Chew on This, a Nerds United Podcast. Episode 67 of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. Well, we just got back from one of your top 10 most anticipated of 2017, and that's Lego Batman. And this is actually yeah, number three. Number, th- number three. Fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's our first it's our first movie review of 2017. We haven't done this since uh, last year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's what, since like Rogue One, right? Uh, I think God. I think that was our last movie review. We've been so caught up with Damn. so many other things. Um, nice. So, what was your initial reaction of Lego Batman since you had it at number fucking three? Well, I guarantee by the end of the year, it's not going to be at number three. <laughs> um, I didn't think so. I, I, so, um, man, where do I start? Uh, okay, so I did. I I liked it. Uh, I did like the movie. I thought the Lego movie was quite a bit better. Uh, and I think because it had, well, number one, I think because it had the pleasure of being the first Lego movie, like big movie. And secondly, they were able to do a, a cast of all sorts of different kind of characters. And then you had Morgan Freeman poking fun at himself, which was awesome. Um, and then this movie, like, you know, oh, and the other thing about the Lego movie that I liked is that Batman was in it sparingly. Um, and so this movie is, is just Batman all the time. And I felt myself after a while getting a little tired of Batman. Um, the beginning, I thought was great. Uh, really funny. Um, and then as soon as they brought in all the cast of characters, I was like, what, you know, it was, we can go to that a little bit later, but it was just way over the top. And then the ending, there was so much going on over stimulation that, like uh, I, I had to like actually leave the theater for a, for a minute because like I've been really sick this week, so like uh, it, but that didn't help. Like it didn't help me like like kind of sit there in ease and like watch it. I was like, oh my god, there's like way too much going on. So um, I, I just I barely liked it. I don't know. I I, I got to give it another shot. Obviously, when it comes out on DVD or video or something like that. But as of right now, it's it, it wasn't great. Um, but it's not at the end of the day, it's not a, it's not a, 
a crummy movie. It's just uh, there's just a lot going on. What what about for you? Uh, I'm actually opposite with you. I actually liked it better than the Lego Movie. Um, mm. I think because because you loved it so much, I think you overhyped it for me. And then, like when I saw it, I was like, "All right, that was that was interesting." You know, it was good. It was actually Chris Pratt's first big break before Guardians. I think that came out before Guardians, right? Yeah, the same I summer. Think you're right. But yeah. um, I mean, I I liked the Lego Movie. Um, I liked Batman more, the Lego Batman a little bit more. Um, I loved it from like the first thing you fucking heard out of his mouth. <laughs> He's like every great <laughs> every great movie begins with a black screen. Uh, oh, spoiler. yeah, that spoilers, by the way. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think I can agree with you a little bit where he got a little tiresome because it's you were always waiting for that next like great line that he would say. Um, and that was I mean, he had a lot of great lines in this movie. I would just love to watch this movie again just to get all the ridiculously great lines in this movie. Yeah. Um, there's so many one liners. Um, I. I, I laughed a lot more at this movie than I did Lego Batman. Um, it's mm-hmm. kind of weird that we're so far off on it. Um, uh, I actually missed part of the movie, but we'll talk about that later uh, if I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my, mine's way more positive, I think, uh, than, than yours was, um, considering how much you loved Lego, and I thought it was just okay. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. I don't know. I, maybe I had this movie a little too overhyped in my head, obviously, because I had it at number three. But um, it, it was just a overstimulation. Like I said, it could be because I was. I've, I've been pretty ill this week, and so I, my patience is very low, and and my tolerance uh, is pretty low. And this movie, there were at times where I was like, "Oh my god, there's so much going on." I don't like. I'm I'm freaking out. But the first. I have to say the first like 25 minutes, the, the setup is great. Um, I love, you know, he's just a lonely bachelor in this big house. I love the, the references to the older Batmans, you know, when Alfred goes down the list from There's like so many Easter Bat- eggs in this movie. There's so many Batman so Easter many. eggs. He goes from Batman v Superman all the way to, ba- to the Bat Tuesy in 1966. Batman. And that's, it was and that's so throughout the movie. There's like they they call it out in obvious references like that, but and I think oh, they yeah. do it another time. But the shark but, repellent, yeah. I mean, the there's like all these like little was... things. Like actually, the, my my crowd was pretty good. I mean, it was obviously a lot of kids, but the parents laughed a lot harder because of the shit that he was saying that was coming out of his mouth that yeah. kids aren't going to understand. Yeah. Um, but like when the shark repellent came out, I was like, oh fuck, shark repellent, and I was like the only one that acknowledged that there was shark repellent. Or bat shark repellent, yep. and I was and like, okay, nobody it, else gets this, which is cool. <laughs> there was a lot older people than me too. They're like the older parents, like way older than me, like thirteen year old kids were in the movie too. And I couldn't believe that those parents didn't understand the bat. Like I'm the only person in that theater that understood the bat, uh, the bat shark repellent, which I thought was weird. So that's like old school. So did you did you catch a lot of? There were so many uh, voice actors in this, and, and and every now and then I would catch the voice and go, Oh, that's so-and-so. Oh, that's so-and-so. But most of the time I couldn't, I didn't know who it was doing the voice. Cause a lot of the bad guys and all that stuff just were like really just quick one lines. And then it was over with, right. Um, or, or even the good guys at, at the fortress of solitude when Superman's partying and Batman isn't invited. That was pretty funny. You know what the funniest um, thing about this cast is? So the funniest thing about this cast is that Ralph, uh, Rafe finds is Alfred in the movie, right? 
but he doesn't yeah. but he doesn't play he doesn't play Voldemort. <laughs> no, no. He it's, doesn't. Uh, That's so funny. That's yeah, Eddie Izzard. Yeah, yeah, I love Eddie Izzard. Yeah, he plays he plays Voldemort. They brought uh, Billy D. Williams back to play Two Face, which I thought was was yeah. kind of a callback. But he barely said anything. So I no. remember the article coming out that he finally gets to play Two Face after you know the Burton versions when he was supposed to, and you know the article comes out and he says like what three lines in the movie, if even that. Yeah, barely anything. I recognize the leads. I, you know, Will Arnett obviously was fantastic. Um, Michael Sarah actually surprisingly didn't annoy me. Um, yeah, because I, I I've, I've gotten tired of him over the years, but like he he did a really good job. Like he masked his voice pretty good. Um, Rosario was I knew her voice right away. I was like, oh, that's Rosario, that's Barbara Gordon. Okay, um, yeah, I didn't know who Alfred was until the credits. I really didn't know that. Um, and then of course, like we're watching the movie, and my son is like, is that Siri as his computer voice mm-hmm. or as Pooter or whatever? Because he kept going Pooter, no, you know. He just and I was Peter. like, I, yeah, I was like, that was one big iPhone um, commercial. You realize that, right? Yeah. Like everybody had an iPhone. Well, everybody um, in real life basically has an iPhone anyway. <laughs> so it's yeah, not exactly. Far from that, but but pretty genius uh, commercializing there. Um, Oh man, there's the IMDb list is is huge. I mean, even like Channing Tatum was Superman, and uh, oh, I did recognize Jonah Hill's voice as Green Lantern. I did recognize it because his voice is pretty uh, distinct. Uh, but I didn't know like Mariah Carey was a voice of the mayor, and like uh, Ralph Garman, who is uh, you know on Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith, he did like a voice. Uh, Chris Hardwick did a little voice. Um. Yeah, there's there's tons. Um, yeah, this is basically a, is just, a, it is basically of a who's who. Um, yeah, voice. yeah, it's like someone just called people up and be like, "Hey, do you want to be a voice?" Like the dude from uh, the league, you know, um, he plays the, the the crazy brother. He looks like an Arab. Yeah, 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 yeah. So funny. That dude's so funny. Conan O'Brien was the Riddler. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I, um, that. I had a hard time placing uh, Superman in this. And it ends up being Channing yeah. Tatum. Yeah, yeah, that was really surprising. And he actually had a couple of lines. So, um, but yeah, I mean, so the like the first part of it, I actually really dug. I was really getting into it. I liked the setup. Um, I liked the fact that he didn't know he he actually um, adopted a kid. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Alfred like immediately lets him into the back cave. He's like, why are you letting him into the back cave? He's like, no, I'm letting him into your life. You know? And then he's just like running around like, all excited and shit. It was so funny. Yeah. Um, he's got, I, I, man, there's so many, again, this, this movie is just chock full of like, uh, well, first it's Easter eggs. And second of all, just, Tons and tons of one-liners. They they come yes. at you, and a lot of them are from Batman. But man, some, there's some like there's some great ones in here. Yeah, there's a lot of callbacks to you know the the TV series, to the animated series, um, to all the Burton and Schumacher Batman's, the Nolan Batman's. There's little nods to everything, and then of course they do like that funny gag of like when Robin is running around the Batcave, he's like, "Oh, the bat sled and the bat this and that," and, like all these ridiculous like the bat shuttle. I'm like, why does Batman have like a a bat shuttle? Um, 
and there's like a tank and a Jeep and like any na- vehicle, you name it, he had, which was really funny. Yeah. He um, also, he, he even had, I, I, I want to, I'm like 90% positive that he had the Batmobile from the Dark Knight Returns, the, uh, the, the comic. He from- had a couple, he had a couple different versions of it. He didn't have the Tumblr, I don't think, but he had, he did have the, a he couple did have the different Keaton. versions. I think of the he had the Keaton. Yeah. I think I saw the Keaton mm-hmm. one in there. I think I saw the mm-hmm. Batman Forever ones in there, or the 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 Schumacher versions in there. I'm I'm ninety again. I'm ninety percent sure that it was it was the Batmobile from Frank Miller's. Is it Frank? Yeah, Frank Miller. Uh, the Frank Dark Miller, Knight, yeah. The Dark Knight Returns. They even um, they even went with uh, the old school Barbara Gold, uh, Batgirl outfit too. Um, and, yes. and Robin's outfit, obviously, which yeah. I, I was thought was pretty cool. It was a nice callback. Well, if you're going to get um, away with Robin's like old school outfit, it's going to be a Lego Batman movie. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I love how he's like, oh, this is too constrictive. He like rips the pants off. He's like, oh, it's better. And Batman's like, oh, man, like, why? <laughs> <laughs> and he's got the sparkly cape. <laughs> I was like, he's like, he's like, he's like Liberace the, Batman. The part, like, Liberace the, what about Robin. the part where he's like, he's telling him, he's trying to coach him how to, Batman's trying to coach him how to like hide in the shadows. And he's got this like fucking bright red and green and yellow sparkly cape outfit. He's trying to hide in the shadows. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's like, it's like freaking, uh, like he's Twilight. I mean, he's just like sparkling yeah. like everywhere he, he tries to hide. That was so funny. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good uh, little gags like that, that that I dug. But uh, so, what are some of the? Um, what was one of the big uh, highlights for you in the movie where you were like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Uh, uh, I mean, the whole movie is is animated really well. I just actually, you know what? It it, it was really subtle, but um, I saw like a, uh, there was one scene where Batman's talking. And I got distracted by the quick fingerprint that was on his leg. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know why that stood out to me, but I thought it was kind of like a nice touch. If they did it on purpose, if they didn't, then I guess it, I'm giving them too much credit. But the the fingerprint oh. on the on the leg was a nice ch- touch of like, hey, these are toys still. Um, yeah. That, they, that, yeah, that they never out. did. They never do like in these movies. They don't lose sight of that. They know what they are. Um, and I like that. I think there was at one point like Batman, he's like, he needed to take his shoes off, but you know, his pants came off and the, the lady's like, why'd you <laughs> take your pants off? And he's like, take, it goes with the shoes, man. Like they're attached to the shoes. And I just thought that was really funny. Um, or that like wherever he goes, he's got the damn cowl on and like Alfred had to tell him in the limo. He's like, dude, take your freaking cowl off. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Oh, Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's just uh, – it's great. And, you know, he does the voice like throughout the whole thing, um, you know, the little the little, the crackly voice. But he does those one-liners like so perfect that it just it just makes you crack up. Um, oh, so one of, the, one of the things that was like the funniest part but none of the kids understood, um, mm-hmm. it was when he first meets uh, – he first meets Robin in the, the retirement party for Commissioner Gordon. And he tells him his name is like Richard Grayson, and he's like, "But other all all the other kids call me my the other kids call me Dick," and he's like, "Well, children can be cruel." Every single parent in the in the in the theater laughed except for the kids. They didn't get it, kids, but like right, all, right. all the parents laughed their asses off at that part. 
And you're like sitting there going like, it's okay, you don't understand that, but that's pretty damn funny. Yeah, and then like my daughter's uh, like, my daughter's sitting next to me, and I'm laughing at the dick joke, right? And she's looking at me like confused, but because she wants to join in on everybody else laughing, she starts laughing too. But she doesn't, right, right? She doesn't know what the joke is. She doesn't know it's a dick like, joke. <laughs> She's only laughing because everyone else is laughing. Funnier. She's like, I wanted to be included. <laughs> I wanted to be included in the dick joke, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, There's my so, God. so many you know, funny things. Do you know that uh, if they're going to do – or did they do a Lego Batman uh, video game? I know they have Lego Batman video games because I yeah, really they, own a they, of them. They probably will, but I don't know if they did yet. Yeah, because I would definitely buy that if they if they put all those characters in it. Um, and, and that's the other thing, I, I, you know, I talked about just a little bit earlier, is that um, I don't know. Like, so when I watched the Lego movie, it didn't bother me that there was all those characters. I thought it was really clever because it is Legos, and they're in all different types of brands. You know, Marvel and Pixar and Disney and you know DC and Marvel, all that stuff. But you know, this movie is strictly DC, but they went beyond and above DC and they went Warner Brothers. Right. Uh, with with majority of it. So yeah. they even had like, they had uh, the Wicked Witch of the West with the monkeys, the flying monkeys from Wizard of Oz. Voldemort, of course, they so had just mentioned. Voldemort. Yeah. yeah, who kept saying, Regalia Leviosa, like <laughs> yeah. all the time. Um, <laughs> Which he that never was uses really in funny. The movie. No, he never used. He uses the fucking killing spell. Yeah. It's like, uh, um, yeah, so that was kind of funny. Um, King Kong. What were some of the other? King Kong. Um, my son goes, is that Godzilla? And I said, no, that's the Kraken from Clash of the Titans. And, oh, right, uh, right, right. And he's like, what? And I said, yeah, he kind of looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon, but he's got multiple arms. And I'm like, that looks like the Kraken from Clash of the Titans. And so he he was really confused because I, I don't think he's seen that before. Now I need to like go show him that movie. Why was there? But, there was um, a raptor in there though, a dinosaur that I that's universal. But they do have yeah, that's like Jurassic Park. But they but it, but they it do have a Lego series. Yes, and I and plus I don't think like Warner or uh, Universal has a trademark on raptors, so I think they could use dinosaurs. But there were sharks. Um, <coughs> There was uh, – trying to think of some of the other ones. There were so many. Gremlins. Gremlins was uh, there. Oh, yeah. That's right. I remember seeing the Gremlins and I'm like, what? Like there were so many bizarre uh, characters. It's like a lot of them from like, the 80s too, which was weird. Yeah, um, that's that's another thing I, I noticed too is this – you could tell like the people who made this movie, the like the seven writers that wrote this movie. There's a shit ton of writers for this movie, <laughs> by the way. Um, you know, they, they, a good influences from like the eighties and, and the old school, because there's a lot of, I wish I actually could write this stuff down in the theater because I remember watching it and I was like, Oh, that's a, that's an old school reference. Like the, the shark repellent thing came as a payback. Like, uh, you, you get the payoff at the end of the movie when he actually gets yes. a shark, but like, because I was the only one who got it, you know, or seemed to have gotten it anyway, that it was from the Batman 66 version, like. That it was funny to me that it, you know the pay the payoff was he actually got to use it, um, but yeah, that was great. Like when um, and and that was a great payoff for my son too because we have watched that movie together like last year because last year was the 
50th anniversary of Batman 66. So like we watched that movie on Netflix. And so we're watching the movie tonight and uh, Robin's like trying to grab all this stuff. And Batman's like, no, 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 uh, don't touch, don't touch. And then he's like, well, what about this? And it's like this, it even says it, it's like bat, you know, shark repellent. And he's like, Oh yeah, you could touch that. You could have that. Like that's, that thing's useless. And we both like cracked up and he like put it in his jacket. And I turned to Connor and I was just like, I think he's, uh, I think they're going to use that later. Like to just watch. And then like later in the movie, they use it. We were both like, ah, you know, like giggling and stuff. And did anybody else like handy. seem to, did anybody else in the theater in in your viewing seem to get it? No, nobody got hardly any of the jokes. There was nobody laughing. I have a very small town here. Like if, if I went, um, <clears throat> if I went tomorrow night, now might be a little bit di- different story, but like Thursday night showings, most people here don't, uh, they don't go. But uh, tomorrow night, I guarantee that that place is going to be packed. Um, but yeah, there were so many jokes that I was laughing at that nobody understood. Nobody and they were all callbacks it. to most of most of the great jokes were callbacks to to the older Batman's. I mean, they even did a Lego version of the Batman animated series. Yes, and, and that, they even that did Batmobile a, was in there too. I think. It might have been, uh, but they also they poke fun at themselves and they poke fun at uh, at Batman v Superman, which was great. Um, I can't remember that joke for some reason. It was something about like who's your greatest enemy, and I don't know. And he started listing um, that Superman off people. Yeah, Superman and then Joker and all that stuff. And and Alfred's like, no, it's it's you. And he's like, what? Um. No, it's it, it's uh, it, it's got a good. Um, it actually, weirdly, I mean, it did have a good message too, because it's like about like you're not alone. You know, you you need family, you need friends, and they they don't have to be blood to be family and stuff like that. And he kind of like you know he's like this stud throughout the whole movie, and he's always commenting on. He's like, oh, my abs are ripped, you know, <laughs> like constantly kept saying that. And it was, but but it was funny, you know, every time he said it. Uh, it was um, funny when Siri or the or or Peter said it. When he said he was too, he was too ripped, or whatever like term they used for his body, to, to, to couldn't get into the pipe. Uh, right, right. He had like a a nine pack. He had like, and then it, like it showed a diagram of his pecs, and like it numbered all the pecs, and then like number nine popped up like right in the middle of his sternum, which is it was so funny. Um, <laughs> what were what were some things that? Uh, you didn't like about it because I I got I got a couple things, but well, um, I, I think the, the the only thing I that really stood out to me that I said I, I didn't like would be, um, when when Arnett came back to trying to just play it straight, you know, when he's in the Phantom Zone, um, mm-hmm. even then you're like, I, for me anyway, I was like already trained to listen to every one liner. And like when you didn't get the one liner, it was like almost disappointing. But you understood why they didn't do it, you know? Uh, because mm-hmm. because again, I can't stress enough how many one liners there is from Batman in this movie. Like the entire script is just like it starts off as a one liner. Like it just yes. literally starts off as a one liner when he tells everybody like all great movies begin with a back uh, black screen and and an over elaborate like um, logo 
entrance or something like that. And then like, what does he say about rap? <laughs> what does he say about Rat Pack? He's like, I don't know what Rat Pack does, but they seem yeah like masculine or something like that. <coughs> I can't remember what he says. But so like right from the beginning, you know, like you're you're in a different movie that understands how ridiculous some of the comic book movies are. Um, but uh, did he say? Did he say something? Did he totally rip on Superman too? He's like, sorry, bud, but you know, I'm. I'm a bigger deal. Like I saved the net. I yes. saved DC essentially. No, oh, I, something like that. He's like he basically says I'm better than you are. Um, yeah, it just says he's like better than he is or something like that. Yeah, I can't remember, but I thought he said like I saved the studio or some shit like that. Uh, it was really funny though. It was really funny. Took a took a pot shot at, at Superman. What um, about you? What were the things that you didn't like? Well, I, I have to agree with you there because when he went into the Phantom Zone, he kind of became a little lighthearted and whatnot. And my feeling was he should be the same all the way throughout. Like he can have tender moments, but then usually he ruins it by saying something stupid. Yeah. And um, in that particular, when he's in the Phantom Zone, which spoilers everybody, like, you know, the Phantom Zone comes from the Superman um, uh, series and whatnot uh, where he puts Zod – and that's kind of clarified at the beginning, but uh, there's like this, uh, uh, like a ray gun that can send you know villains or anybody to the Phantom Zone, and they get, they get stuck there. So he, you know, all the villains get out, and then they send him there. And then while he's there, he's like kind of contemplating, you know, about his life, and you know, and he's really wants to get out of there. And he actually makes a deal with the with the Lego, the security guard or whatever who runs the show at the Phantom Zone, and says, hey, I'll, uh, you know, get, let me out of here. I'll go bring all the villains back, and then I'll stay here too, you know. Um, and so he, he lets him out. But, yeah, I that part just bugged me. It's nitpicking a little bit. But once he gets out and they unleash, you know, they just go after all the bad guys. It really, like, like for me, it was just really overstimulated. Like, I could not uh, – it was really hard to focus on any one thing going on. There was just all this fighting and all this stuff going on and like one liners and this and that. And I was getting all like jumbled and, um, well, I was there, I was there for that part, but I missed how, well, how Barbara, yeah, because my daughter had to take a leak at that point in time. So (laughs) they should just, so I missed like that part. Yeah. I'm trying to remember how that came about. I know that he kind of has a little secret crush on her, uh, but when, but there's like a scene where he's like, okay, let's get you a suit. And they put on all these different types of suits and he's like, nope, nope, nope. And again, there's callbacks there too. I just, for whatever reason, can't remember again, so much going on, but they keep going through all these different suits until they come to the purple one. And he's like, that's it or whatever. And then I, I kind of let out a little like, oh man, awesome. Because it's a total throwback, you know, to, to what Batgirl used to look like. Right. Um, uh, yeah. So you know, for me, I think just the ending was really overstimulated, and then, and then of course it was the also, and I know this is a cartoon thingy or a toy thingy, but like the Gotham like splits, starts splitting, and then they do this ridiculous thing where they they stand on each other's shoulders, and then and then no, they stand on each other's heads like, because remember their feet, oh yeah, their feet yeah, attached they to heads. The feet. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, well, because I'm ripped, I I've got, I need to go on top so I can, you know. But anyway, like the earth like kind of parts um, 
because it's explained early on that Gotham City is sitting on these like wobbly earth essentially like if anything gets taken away underneath there's nothing to support it and it'll just split and then when it happens he's like see i told you or whatever he's like ah it's happening and he like runs off camera or whatever but the earth splits and so he decides like let's get on each other's heads and they snap the feet to the heads and then and then they they arc over the over the crevice and grab each other's hands and they pull essentially pull the earth back together and I, I don't know, like, I half expected, like, the Justice League to show up and, you know, Superman to fly around the Earth to make it go rewind or some shit. You know, I, I was, like, expecting some sort of, like, you know, callback there or, or something else than what I, we got. But I thought it was whatever. pretty, I thought it was funny because, like, <laughs> because they're trying to push it together and then all of a sudden it just clicks together like two Lego pieces really quickly. <laughs> that was yeah, fucking hilarious. That, that was kind. Of, that was pretty funny, actually, when that happened. But like, I remember he's talking to the Joker, and he's like, you know, basically, come on, man, like, you know, do this with me, and then we'll, I don't know, I guess, get back to fighting later or something. Like, we'll continue our relationship the way it is, uh, something like that. And you see, like, the Joker's mouth like quiver and shit, like he's about to cry. It's so funny. Um, which who who was the Joker again? Uh, Zach Galifianakis. Oh, okay, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I could, I could see that. He wasn't an over top. Uh, he was not an over the top Joker. Like he didn't, he didn't do fucking Jared Leto or anything like that. Like, no. He, he, if if you it. if you didn't even see the movie and you just heard his voice, you you would never even thought he was playing the Joker because he didn't like develop a laugh really. It, it, yeah, he, he didn't laughed do like the laugh. once, and it was just a normal laugh. Mm. So there was nothing yeah, like over the top about him. You really had you if you couldn't see the movie, you would have no idea that he was playing the Joker. Yeah, and I I like that about all the characters. Like all the characters played their parts very well. It wasn't over the top, wasn't undersold. Well, did you hear? The, um, did you hear the Bane voice? Whoever was the Bane voice was was doing like a, a an, an impersonation of of Tom Hardy's Bane, which I thought was pretty funny. Oh, that's right. Um, I don't know who that was. Um, I'm going to have to look that up real quick because Doug that Benson. was, uh, Oh, Doug Benson. He's a, a comedian. Um, he's, he's a comedian who's actually pretty funny and he has like a very uh, distinct look to him. Like his, his eyes are kind of wonky, uh, but he's, yeah, he's a funny, he's a funny dude. Um, Okay, that's cool. So he did. I I do remember him doing the voice. Um, I just can't remember. I mean, there's there. Oh, there is a part that I that I like too. Like, um, so going back to the scene where they go to the Fortress of Solitude, and it's so funny because uh, before they go there, he's asking the computer or Pooter, uh, what are the odds, you know, to get the the Phantom Zone ray gun thingy. And, you know, it had said, no, there's no way you're going to be able to do it. And he's just like, well, what if, um, you know, I, I have someone else do it or something like that. And it, I don't even think he allows it to answer, but he looks over at Robin and he's like, hey, you want to help me get this thing? He's like, you're expendable. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, you're basically a useless piece of whatever. So uh, I could use you to get it, you know, no big deal. 
And uh, he goes there and he sends the kid into the vent to go in there and like try to, to capture it while he goes inside and distracts, you know, Superman and everybody. But it's funny because nobody cares he's there. And so like he can just walk around freely anyway. But right. they just totally give him the, the nobody invite. They're like, hey, we're having this party. Uh, sorry. Like, oh, you're. Your invite must have got lost in the email. Like, sorry, man. And he's like, hey, you want to you want to you want to get a picture? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, here, cool. And he hands him the camera. He's like, take our picture. <laughs> so like, you poor Batman can't even get in the picture with the Justice League. Um, speaking of which, did you notice any throwbacks to the to uh, what is it? Uh, the Justice uh, the, the Hall Friends? of Justice. The Super Friends. God dang it. Yeah. Did you get references to yeah. that? Did you see some characters that were in there? Yeah, I saw. Oh, uh, man. I saw. Yeah, I saw a bunch of them. Was it the – who was the one who – the American Indian superhero that, like, got really big? I think I saw him there. What a funny, like – what a stupid superpower. But it's kind of cool. It's, um, there's a There's a few in Marvel and DC that have that power. Um, there's yeah. a, there's one in the the Legion of Doom has one. She's a, it's a woman though. I forget her name, but they have one too. Um, yeah, I, I, I did see I, I did see a couple Super Friends uh, callbacks. Yeah, there was. Uh... Oh, man, I am trying to remember some of these names. Well, the Apache Chief is the guy that that grows oh, okay. big, but I. I want to say it was the the Asian character, the the one that turns into the tornado. Oh, um, I, I, I noticed him. Right. Or he's called Sam. I think he's called Samurai, and he turns into like a freaking tornado. Um, Which has I nothing to, to do with being a samurai. That was probably the only Japanese no, thing they knew. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like I don't know any Japanese <laughs> names. Like, well, why don't we just call him Samurai? But he doesn't have a sword. It don't matter. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the guy that turns into a tornado. I can't remember, but uh, uh, but yeah, they that guy I think was in there. I I was trying to the look villains. For, they did uh, the same thing too. The villains they did throwbacks to the villains too. I mean, yeah, they listed right. like when the Joker was listing everybody. I mean, they even had like the Condiment King, and I think the Condiment King was in Justice League or Justice League Unlimited. Oh my god. Was in that was so freaking funny because he just like the condiment king and he like squeezed it. It's all <laughs> and it's just ketchup and mustard falling out. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, that's hysterical. You know, um, yeah, there there was some really funny callbacks to that kind of stuff, which which I really do. Well, you have to really love Batman or have seen a ton of Batman shit to understand how many Easter eggs are in this movie. There's there's a ton of fan service in this movie. Like anything from, yes. from the movies to the, like when he's like, uh, how, he doesn't call it his uh, t-shirt gun. He calls it like his memorabilia gun or some shit like that or Craig gun or something like that. And he just fires like all his <laughs> Batman shit, which I thought was funny because it was like a call. I thought it was a call back to like the 89 year, that summer of Batman where everything was Batman because it was such a big movie. Oh, they even make They even make a reference to Prince in the movie. Yes, they did. They did. Um, I don't remember how it came up, but, it, but when I heard his name, it, man, that made me laugh because they were talking about music. Um, oh, speaking of music, how about that? The overall theme of the whole movie, music-wise, was "Man in the Mirror" by Michael Jackson. Yes, it was. <coughs> yeah, because at the very beginning, he actually says the lyrics yeah. um, on the screen. 
Um, and I was like, that's man in the mirror. But like, he, you know, he wrote like Michael Jackson, then he scratched it out and he's like, no, that was me. And he puts Batman. there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Um, I, I want to say like that whole beginning had to have been at, uh, not ad libbed. We want to call it improv. It just felt like it was really like that was not in the script at all. Because no, the they're just really, they're just really good stuff. at it. It's the same thing with like, uh, if you do it really well, cause he was on Arrested development, Will Arnett. So he knows how to do that stuff. And, oh yeah, and I don't think it's I don't think it's Arrested Development, but um, Parks and Recreation seems like the way that they deliver lines and talk to each other. You would think it's a lot of improv, but it's not. Yes, it's very yeah. tightly scripted. That show is. It's pretty funny. Well, they said once You're in right. a while, it's, once in a while, once Parks in a while they Rec. would do something. I think Chris Pratt yeah. got Chris Pratt actually got like the the biggest praise from the show creator for Parks and Recreation. Because he did all this, all the shit that he would do. He did a lot of physical. No, it, it was but... one. It was one improv line that they used in one of the scripts. Uh, I'm sorry, in one of the takes. And sometimes I'll let him go for a little bit. And uh, it was a it was a sh- episode where she was um, Leslie was sick, and uh, what's what was his name in the show? Andy. Andy, Andy Dwyer, yeah, yeah. He says something like he tries to look up your his her um, her symptoms and everything. And oh fuck, I forget the line. I'm going to ruin it. Something <laughs> we'll have that, to look it up. And, like, yeah, I have to look it, it up. But he says he says something like <laughs> he said something like uh, it says the computer says here that you have like. I don't know, dropped Wi-Fi, but that's not the real line. Something like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know if you remember the line, <laughs> but it was uh, something like that, that. It was something like that, yeah. Uh, um, something like internet internet connectivity or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he thinks that, like, that's the, that's the actual medical term for it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, he did a lot of things with the computer. Like, he would take it. He's like, just... They're like, oh, it's in the computer, and like you'd pick it up and throw it on the ground or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. I also saw okay, we're totally going on like a Chris Pratt uh, uh, segue, but like uh, just real quick. But there was a behind the scenes in Parks and Rec where like uh, Leslie Nope actually like opens the door, and Chris uh, Pratt's right. character is supposed to be na- supposed to be naked or something like that because yeah. he's trying to get to back together with Anne and he actually for the take like to get their surprise like actually went like was naked and he got in trouble with for that by he the almost got fired for that um yeah i mean they used the real take actually in the show like her reaction to it is actually real um that's that's um amy poehler's actual reaction to chris having his junk out um yeah but he's not allowed to talk about it I mean, all he can no. say is what he did wrong, and then that's it. They can't talk about it after that. Like he's under contract. Like he can't, he can't talk about what happened. Isn't that weird? You know, at that point it's in time just, too, he wasn't like a regular either. So he risked a lot doing that shit. You know, if yeah. he he got fired, we wouldn't we would have never gotten the Andy that we loved. Like he was, from further he was only supposed to be um, he was only supposed to be in the first season or something like that. But they loved him so much that. They kept him coming as a as a reoccurring character. I mean, he was a real then, dick in the beginning of the show. To yeah, to uh, is it Anne? Yeah, okay. Anne. Um, so yeah, he was he was not too lovable. But then, like towards the you know after the after the first season, you start really liking him a lot, 
and Andy ends up being <laughs> your, like your favorite character, or mine anyway. <laughs> anyway, so back to uh, so Lego you, Batman. <laughs> oh, back to Lego. <laughs> the total Parks and Rec uh, segue. Uh, there was a they. Um, you notice that they did uh, rip into uh, Marvel a little bit, right? Oh, I fucking love the I love the password to the Batcave. <laughs> yes, Iron Man sucks. <laughs> Genius. Yeah, that was really funny. That was that was awesome because basically they're the same. Um, they're both, you know. <laughs> ridiculously rich and the only way they're superheroes is because of the fact that they can pay for all that shit yeah the whole the whole and and everybody and it kind of, oh my gosh so I'm, I'm thinking of easter eggs now but like so like at the very end when the they pretty much have the whole family together you got batman and robin and batgirl it remind me of batman and robin because remember the very end they yeah. finally together uh-huh. and i was like i was like oh my god like that was cool and then um they all say uh, Iron Man sucks at the end to go in the Batcave. I thought it was funny. Um, what'd you think of Superman's costume? In this did one? Did you catch that? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I did. It it was uh, it was Christopher Reeves. Oh, costume. was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was not it was not Henry Cavill's. It was definitely the old school Christopher Reeve costume, which I thought was very cool. Um, and you actually briefly remember you saw Zod very briefly, yeah. And that was Ter- that was Terrence Stamp, uh, his voice. So that was pretty cool. Um, uh, and then Jer- oh wait, no wait, Zod. Yeah, Zod was played by Terrence Stamp. I think Marlon Brando was Jarrell, and I think they used their voices. I'm fairly certain. They could. They have the library um, for it. Yeah. Well, it's all it's all part of Warner Brothers. Um, so I okay. So at the party, I I'm now I'm just now I'm online like looking at the party to tell you like who was actually there. But like you know you had Aquaman and Green Lantern, who was Jonah Hill, I think. Uh, the Flash, um, Cyborg was there. I saw Green Arrow like at the very top, like dancing. He looked like Robin Hood. Um, Hawkman and Hawkgirl, I saw them. Marshall Manhunter, what did he say like? Let's have a Martian dance off or something. I can't remember. He says something really funny. Um, I never noticed the Wonder Twins. They were there. Samurai, I saw. I guess El Dorado. Oh, you're right. The Apache Chief was there, and Black Vulcan. Those are all. Um, those are all part of the Super, Super Friends. Friends. And Crypto, the freaking Super Dog, is there, but I never saw it. I think he was DJing. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was a DJ. Yeah, that could be very well. There's so much going on, dude. You have to like you're like you said before. You got to watch this a couple times. Um, that's why I'm really looking forward to getting it on Blu-ray because then I can or on. I got a feeling. I got a feeling your opinion is going to change when you see this. I time. you know I I do too. I I didn't leave disappointed because or anything. I, I just was. Just I don't think. Tired. I don't think we. I didn't think we were. I don't think we would be that far off on our opinions about this movie. Because there was so much to like love about this movie, yeah. Um, be, just based on nostalgia alone, and and being a Batman fan, and and growing up watching everything Batman, um, I I probably got like if I, I I probably would have to see this movie like three or four times to 
see yeah. everything because it comes at you so fast. But I guarantee you, every time I watch it again, it, I'll see something, something that new. I missed before. Well, the, yeah. the bat suits alone really cracked me up because I'm sitting there watching that, and you know, my son is sitting next to me, and he's just like, "Why are why are all those suits?" You know, and I was like, "Oh, they're referencing all the ridiculous like character." like in toys that they've come out with over the years, you know, yeah. and, but then just like amped it up, you know, to 10 because they were really over the top and ridiculous. Um, Did you notice that when they stopped, when Robin was it Robin or Batman stopped at a certain point when the clothes were going away, they stopped on the uh, Batman beyond suit. Yes. Yes. That was pretty sick. Uh, there was, a, I want to see that because movie. it said Nightwing, right? It said Nightwing on it. Um, yeah, he he got the Nightwing costume, but I don't really recognize that costume because it wasn't the normal Nightwing. The Nightwing that I'm used to is he doesn't have a cape or any wings. He just he has just just tights. That's it. Yeah, he had there was there was a ton um, a ton of different suits. Um, yeah, the Batman. Be- why don't they? Why don't they like? I would love to see a Batman Beyond movie. I don't know. Like, just get away from everything. That that's one way to redo Batman, where you have no pressure of somebody doing it before you. Now, because that's what that's what like that's what the problem with the Batman is now. Because like you know, Affleck left or whatever for a director. Now they're trying to either rewrite the script or whatever bullshit's coming out of there. But the problem is, is there's so many versions of Batman before their Batman version. Like they they because Nolan. You know, did it the best in my opinion. The first two movies were the two best Batman movies I've ever seen, and to to try and do something that equals those two, it's probably not going to be possible. Yeah, I don't. You know, so if they did Batman Beyond, well, fucking do that because nobody's done it before. The TV show was pretty good. Um, there was like a couple movies that came out, like animated movies, but. But nobody's done a live action Batman Beyond before. If somebody does that, just start with that. Yeah, the problem that way nobody can judge you. That's that's great and all, but the problem is, is that they've they've started their DCU and now they're trying to like go that direction. They're they're not if if they reboot anything right now, they're going to be in serious trouble. So like I I agree with you though because I I thought a long time ago. I mean the time is it's just not the timing's not right anymore. But a long time ago, the timing would have been great because if they can they, because they're 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 here's. If anybody, any DC person is listening, think about this. You guys, everything that you're doing right now follows Marvel. You guys want to get on the podium like the the director from Suicide Squad and say, like, fuck Marvel. Well, you know what? Your fucking movie sucked. So it's back on you. But everything is following the same thing. Like Batman's Tony Stark in this version. You know, like, you know, the Flash is the Flash is Spider-Man in this version. It's mm-hmm. all of it's following the same thing. You know, you beat him to Wonder Woman. We're still waiting for that movie and ha- holding hope out for hopefully Wonder Woman's, um, you know, decent or good because Marvel has dragged their ass on trying to get a female superhero out there. Uh, but how they could separate themselves is use their multiverse, mm-hmm. you know, or use their their time travel that they can do with the flash and all that stuff and use that and create this like alternate DCEU that has nothing to do with this one. And you could start that with Batman beyond and then you could do everything before that. So Batman beyond a uh, refresher memory. Is that where Batman is like retired and then there's a younger kid pretty much taking over for him? Like he's in his eight, yeah, 80s so, or something like that, like training him or helping him out. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't really read. I it's like old Batman. Book, I thought, right? is it like old Batman? Yeah. 
Batman. Yeah, it's really old Batman, and he gets this younger person. I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen it, but basically he tries to get him to take up the mantle of of uh, a Batman for a newer age. And this is like way into the future where there's like hovering cars and shit like that. Yeah. So this Batman, this Batman can actually fly. Um, he has like all these like electronic things that like the, the Batman of today couldn't do. Right. So, and like, I don't, I don't even think he has a Batmobile because it doesn't fucking need one. He can fly. <laughs> so, but it was, it was pretty good to see Bruce Wayne and who was in the cartoon was voiced by Kevin Conroy still. Yes. So it was cool to get like the old, the, the old voice for, the older Batman. It was a pretty decent show. It, it, I don't even think it lasted too long, but it was it was pretty good. And there were some really great episodes in there, especially when you find out um, that uh, that McGinnis had like because uh, the the guy's name in the show was Terry McGinnis. Yes. Um, found out that he had like some of like Bruce Wayne's DNA. I can't remember if he was like a semi clone or. Um, like his son or something like yeah, that. Yeah, an actual remember offspring. Which it, which it was. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head, but there were some really great episodes in there. Um, the the Return of the Joker movie that they made for that cartoon was really good too. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, you know, it, it this it's difficult, okay, because they're trying to build this universe now, and they're failing so miserably that. But but yet they're still throwing money at the stuff coming out, and they're still trying to move forward. Um. It's not like, you know, like the X-Men doesn't apologize for its continuity shit that it does. It just, it just, it's its own thing. It just does whatever it wants, you know, uh, out of all the other, you know, properties, X-Men just does whatever it wants. Uh, but, you know, Marvel has had a plan from day one and every now and then they change the plan just very slightly, but they always have a plan. And DCU just looks like, you know, you've got a couple of, uh, kids running the show that just don't know the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. And, uh, and it's, um, I mean, now the latest thing is the Batman. I mean, if we're talking about Batman today, uh, you know, Affleck left, which, you know, didn't really surprise me. Cause I'm like, that is a hefty movie to direct, produce, write, star in all that well, stuff. That's well, when big. you say he left, we mean he left, he left the director's, they left the chair. director's chair. You know, the rumor mill is all over the place where they're like, ah, oh, he's going to leave the production. I'm like, I don't think so because number one, I think he's, he's the best part of the DC right now. Number two, he's in multi, you know, million dollar contracts and all that stuff. So I'm sure he's going to at least run out his contract before he decides. I don't think legally he can quit. I don't think either. But, but although, although I think, Although what I've heard is that every um, every contract nowadays has something where the actors are they, they put in the contract that if the like the script or whatever because you're going to sign for a multi you know picture deal if if something especially in the comic book world anyway if you if so, if the movie is so go- like the script is so god awful or like you think being in this movie is going to hurt your image. Basically, like he can walk away from it, I think. But I mean, like, like he, he spent a better part of a year, dude, writing that script, and then now they're just going to toss it out. And I guess it was some, you know, again, these are rumors. Um, it came out either today or the other day that it was following the comic book Hush, uh, which I don't know if you've read that before, but it's it's a really pretty decent storyline. Um, What's it and, about, really quickly? Uh, Hush. Try to remind me. Yeah. Oh, I'm what trying to rem- remember? What the story? Oh, what the story's about? 
Yeah, yeah, really quickly. Um, okay, let me make sure I don't mix this uh, with with other stories because I tend to do that with um, uh, with some of the other Batman storylines. But uh, um, okay, so Hush that came out. Oh God, years ago, years and years and years ago. Um, so there's like this guy. His name is Hush. And he's, he's got his eye on Batman and he's like wanting to, um, he wants to pick him apart from far, essentially. Not like he wants to, I'm trying to like, kind of like Baron Von Zemo, you know, in, in civil war, how he wants to, he wants to take him apart that way. He's not like some super. So it's a more, it's a more like intellectual type villain and that's what the story is about yeah and there's a there's but see there's a ton of villains uh a lot of the the rogue villains from batman um as well as like a bunch of his family members like superman's in it i think this is like one of the times where batman and catwoman were kind of like you know getting together and all that stuff um but like he uh how did it start i remember it started something like killer croc was like uh, he had to stop Killer Croc from kidnapping this boy or something like that. And he was able to save the boy. Um, and I think I, I want to say Catwoman had something to do with that too. And um, oh, shit, it's well, sure. I, I got I got the gist. I just wanted to. Yeah, know I, I'm trying to remember. Kinda, I, don't, I definitely didn't. I definitely didn't read that. Um, yeah, but so, but anyway, but, but, but there's anyway. a guy. There's a guy that's masterminding all this shit, and he's trying to get Batman by masterminding all these different things that are going on, essentially, and does involve a bunch of different villains. Um, I think Talyal Ghoul's in it, and Raja Ghoul, um, uh, Riddler, I think, is in it. Um, various people. But yeah, it's basically like a guy trying to pull the strings uh, in the background, trying to sabotage uh, who Batman is. And, but it's a really cool, but it's a really cool uh, little story. And uh, it would have been really neat because it hasn't been done before. And it could have been a really good, decent, easy movie, not easy, but you know what I mean? Like a good story to tell Batman wise. Um, Yeah. Instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, because I feel like in the DCU right now, they're, trying to reinvent the wheel. They're not, they're taking very small pieces of stories that we all love, but they're not. But other than that, they're just making up a bunch of other shit that sucks. And also the way that they're portraying the characters suck. So if you don't have a good story, who who cares, you know, or you're not doing character development, doesn't matter what kind of story you have, it's going to fall apart. But right now they don't have character story, character background, character shit, and they don't have a story. So, you know, whatever. <clears throat> but they got the money. All right, well, let's get to our yeah. Let's get to our ratings for Lego yes. Batman. Okay, so uh, I will give it a three point five chainsaws for right for right now. That's what I would give it. Um, I, I I'm probably the same. I'm probably the same, and um, that's kind of weird that you didn't like it as much as I did, and we're giving it the same rating. Um, <laughs> I think I was just harsh on it, uh, and like you said, if, in subsequent viewings, I'll probably like it more. I think I just kind of had a yeah, bad, I think bad for, movie going. I think for me, th- three and a half for me is is pretty good. I mean, it, it's 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 not great. It, this movie is pretty good, and three and a half, I think, is good for for a children's. Um, you know, basically a children's movie, but there's a lot of. I feel like this cartoon. I felt like this movie was like a um, a Bugs Bunny cartoon. 
where yeah. you just laughed because Bugs Bunny was dressed in a dress and you didn't realize how many fucked up things were actually going on in that episode. <laughs> and, and then you think it's funnier and as an adult when you watch, you know, Batman, um, Bugs Bunny cartoons. I feel like mm-hmm. that that's this movie where I'm watching like a Bugs Bunny cartoon for the very first time and laughing at all the jokes in there because kids don't understand that. Like, you know, I'm a fud is, is, <laughs> might not be straight. <laughs> <laughs> So it's, uh, it's three and a half is, is good. Three and a half lightsabers. Diversity wise, um, Diversity wise I would know, have it is a cartoon. Say, yeah. I would say, uh, between, uh, oh gosh, I, I don't even think I could say Jan Brady, honestly. I mean, it has, um, uh, I mean, it does have female characters in it. Granted, um, Rosario Dawson plays uh, a Batgirl. I don't know. It's, it's I, a I, very I, white cast. It's a very white cast. I, I I'd have to go pretty close to Casper on this one. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I mean, it. Yeah, yeah, it's a cartoon or whatever. But you know, it's voice acting, man. You can't even yeah, get that voice come acting. Come on, come on. Like get some get some people in there that. There's a lot of good actors out there. Diversity that that could have done some really cool. A lot of the, lot of the cartoon TV shows have like have some of the more diverse casts. In yeah, them. Um, I think I especially think so. in the DC universe. Yeah, DC always has. Uh, I think DC usually has a, a diverse uh, voice acting for the TV shows and the cartoons, cartoon movies. Yeah. Well. Anyway, that's... so that's that's Lego Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Not diverse, but but a lot of uh, funny one-liners uh, from Will Arnett. He he killed it. I mean, the guy is like, there's nothing that that guy can't do. He's he's seriously funny. Um, and so, if, if anything, go see Batman just to see Will Arnett ring just you know rifle off a bunch of uh, really funny one-liners. And then, if you guys are really good fans or big fans of of Batman, this is going to be right up your alley because there's so many callbacks, throwbacks, you know, past, present, um, that, that are just, I mean, I was, it had me giggling a few times cause I was like, Oh my these God. Are, like, these are done in a good way too, because it's, yes. it's, 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 this movie's part satirical as well of itself and superhero movies. So it, it's done in a pretty good way. Like towards the end of the movie, Batman says something, we're going to hit these guys so hard that like, random sound effects will actually manifest themselves. And it was like a callback to the Batman 66. Yes. Where you that get was the bam and the so biff. cool. Yeah. Um, and they, and they so. used a lot of the music. Yeah. They used a lot of the, um, the music. Yeah. The, they, they used, they used a lot. Like they used John Williams theme subtly when they were at the fortress of solitude. Yep. They used the, they used the, the dark Knight opening. Yep. Um, for the Batman, in, in music. uh, Batman 66 sound effects, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was that was I mean they're able to do that and I just thought that was fabulous. I just thought that was such a good I mean the the people that wrote it, the people that made it obviously knew what they were doing and and uh would excite a lot of people who um were really big fans of Batman. So I really I appreciated that a, a lot that they that they did that. Um yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about Lego Batman. Go see it if you haven't already. What about you? Everything good? Uh, yep. <laughs> All right. Well, that was episode 67 of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Nick. Until next time, folks, chew on that. Later.